With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the final word. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenrider, and welcome to The Final Word, the show that is, in no particular order, highly rated, star-studded, often imitated, yet... Never duplicated, in fact, not even close. You can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night, and let's get started. Here's the star-studded panel for tonight. The afternoon host at 105.9 The X, Mark Madden. Last week, all I heard was that Pitt football wanted respect. Well, Pitt football, I do respect you because I took North Carolina and the points, and they won outright. From our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, welcome back, Dan Kovacevic. Did you really? You took NC State in points? Come on, I'm a winner. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, another team that's That's looking, an Arduzzi special. Another team that's looking for respect, and it isn't going to get any, at least not from the center square here, is the Cleveland Browns. I'm not impressed with their 3-1 and one record. And from the trip, also Steelers radio host, Tim Benz is back. Hi, Tim. You don't have to be Dayon, but if you're a Steelers fan, you're hoping to watch Steelers-Titans today. You didn't get that. You also went 0 for 5 rooting against teams that matter. The Browns, one of them. The other two AFC North teams won. So did the Colts and Bills. So not an easy weekend for Steelers fans to watch, even when they weren't griping over the Steelers. All right. Thanks, guys. Some of the topics we're talking about tonight. We're looking for five words on the idea of scaling back the NFL to a 12-game season. How much are the Steelers hurt, if they're hurt at all? Uh, by the revamp schedule. The Jari contract extension, what does this mean for the, the Pens and what they can get from Matt Murray? And Major League Baseball, new playoff format. Are you a fan and should they keep it moving forward? But first, our big topic tonight is the NFL handling the COVID situations the right way. What could they be doing differently? Mark starts us off. I don't think a sports league knows what it's going to do during a pandemic until they have to do it. We saw that with MLB when they had the Miami Marlins breakout. Everybody thought the season was going to have to be cut short. And then came the St. Louis outbreak. But they handled it. They buttoned up their protocol. They got through it. And now they're in the second round of the playoffs with the Miami Marlins still alive, both literally and figuratively. So I think it's going to be the same with the NFL. They might have to add week 17. Well, they already got week 17. Add week 18, maybe even week 19. But they will get through the season, and it will be 16 games, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes. But there's no deadline on what it has to be done by. So they'll take their time. They'll get it done. And before, between now and then, they'll get it right. Diane, do you like the way this has been handled? Uh, no. And I think Mark's example of Major League Baseball needed to go a step further, and that's to point out that Rob Manfred laid down the hammer. He sent out a very sternly worded memo and then went public and said, look, if you, the players and the teams and the officials and the coaches don't get it together, we're just not going to play. Simple as that. That needs to happen, depending what happens with the NFL and the NFL Players Association investigating the Tennessee Titans. By all counts right now, they're very concerned and somewhat sounding convinced that the Titans did not follow protocols down there. If that's the case, lay down the hammer. I don't care what it is. 
They're Tim. not going to forfeit, not one game. And they, they have to include that, too, because that it's, will not happen. it's football language, Mark. No matter We're how much you wish it's going to happen, here. it's not I'm gonna. talking about what should happen, not jump what's in, going Tim. to happen. All right, I'll jump in. I'll do my best Chris Wallace and interrupt here. <laughs> um, look, if the goal was to get every game on and as many games played before this house of cards eventually collapses, then they're doing the right thing. If they're trying to be fair to everybody all the time for 17 weeks, it's never going to happen and they should stop trying now because all their tricks they're doing to try to be as fair as possible to everybody evaporate once the bye weeks are gone and eventually they're going to get to a point where they can't push a game to Monday because somebody has to play on Thursday or they're going to get to a point later in the calendar where they can't manipulate the buys. All right, a reminder, keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word or on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on the idea of scaling back to a 12-game season in the NFL. Uh, from Twitter, won't happen, money always rules. Also from Twitter, really not a bad idea. And finally, 12 games is not enough. Also from Twitter, now Mark Dayan and Tim, five words. The idea of scaling back to a 12-game season in the NFL. Mark, you're first. That just will not happen. They're going to play a 16-game schedule, like I said earlier. Where do they go to week 18, week 19, even week 20? You know, don't have the Super Bowl bye week. Play into March. Whatever it takes, they're going to play a 16-game schedule because that's what the networks want. This was never about preserving normalcy. This was about getting the games on TV so everyone can get paid. And all they need each week to fulfill that is five games to be played. That's it. And they'll do that as long as there's five games to be played because this was never about anything but getting that TV money. Day in five words. It's not even remotely necessary. I mean, what's the deadline here? You know, that the Super Bowl could, couldn't get pushed back a month or two? Nobody would care. I mean, what, what are you running into? What's the conflict here? I'm not even sure where this 12-game thing uh, came up. From other than Everybody just started freaking out over, first of all, the Titans being reckless, and then, uh, you know, then a couple other teams had some isolated cases too. Uh, I'm with Tim squarely on the idea of making sure that these things get managed without being excessively accommodating. Uh, Mike Vrabel from the Titans kept talking about practices and practices and missing practices. Guess what, Coach? If you can't manage your team, you don't get practices. You just got to show up on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday and whenever it is and play the game. Well, that, that's who wants the 12-game season. Some coaches have suggested that because, because of their precious right. routine is right. being well, disrupted. Like this even really right. matters Who at cares? all in the grand scheme because right. it doesn't. Let me Tim, get to my five, five words. words. My five words are, they're similar to Mark's, but going down a different path. This was bound to happen. And the this means infections. We all knew that at some point, they weren't, if they weren't going to bubble the NFL, somebody was going to get sick. Multiple players on at least one team were going to get sick. So they should have been prepared and they should have talked about having a 12 game season a long time ago. If they did, then I guess we can start talking about it now. But I don't know why this has cropped up as a topic of conversation at this point. I never heard any conversation about a 12 game season potential. All right. When we come back, thanks guys. How much are the Steelers hurt, if at all, by the revamp schedule? One more week for DeCastro helps a lot. Thanks for that from Twitter. Back with more of the final word right after this.
Welcome back. I'm Alvy Oxenrider tonight with Mark Madden, Dan Kovacevic, and Tim Benz. How much are the Steelers hurt, if they're hurt at all, by the revamped schedule? Tim is first on this one. Well, they won't be hurt initially. In fact, I think as a result, they might get to 5-0. and I wasn't convinced, all things being equal, if they had been, that they were going to go to Tennessee and beat the Titans. That was a swing game to me on the calendar. I do feel better, though, about their chances of winning the next two. And then after that, it gets dicey. Like, I think they could be 5-0, and and then I think they could find themselves at 5-3, and and then they could be 10-6, and which is what I thought they'd be all along. All right, let's go back to uh, Facebook. A bye midseason would have been nice. Sadly, I think this won't be the last po postponed game. Uh, Day, and your take on this one. Now we can talk about David DeCastro healing up. We can talk about Deontay Johnson coming back from a concussion. But the fact of the matter is, is that this really won't be about the schedule. It certainly won't be about home road splits, not in a year like this. What I do think it'll be about is once you get to week eight and week nine, you really welcome that buy because you've got more than one or two players that are hurt. You've got significant injuries. You've got nagging injuries. Uh, that's when the Steelers are going to start feeling this. I don't think it's about who they play, whether it's the Eagles or the Browns the next couple of weeks. I think it's about them having that chance and now losing that chance, thanks to the Titans, to mend later on in the year. Mark? You play 16 games against 16 opponents. The sites are predetermined. It does not matter in what order those games take place. Mike Tomlin put it best. We do not care. So, Steeler Nation, take a lesson from your coach and please stop your whining. <laughs> Since our last show, a new Stanley Cup champion was crowned, and it's officially the offseason now in the NHL. The Pens also gave Tristan Jari a new contract. Uh, day in the, the contract extension, what does this mean for the Penguins uh, and what they can get from Matt Murray? Uh, well, it, it doesn't affect the Murray trade, but it, it is, I think, appropriate to commend the Penguins uh, for having given Jari the full chance, to even to make the team out of training camp last year when his contract didn't look like it would allow that, and then to take over the job from Matt Murray and to prove himself. Not all teams do that. Winning teams are open-minded like that. Uh, Matt Murray, it's going to be tough. I mean, there are 12, 13 legitimately good, unrestricted free agent goalies out there, and you can go out and get one of those without giving up a draft pick that Jim Rutherford wants. I don't see how he's going to pull that off, certainly not between now and Tuesday night when the NHL draft gets going. All right, back to social media. It means they trust Jari Moore, nothing against Matt Murray. That's from Vinny on Facebook. Uh, Tim, uh, what do you think? Well, I think it means that Matt Murray was going to make more. Uh, that's what I think. I think if all things had been equal, I'm just I'm not convinced that they would have gone to Jari instead of Murray. I think they still might have gone to Murray, but it, they're not equal uh, in terms of age and where they are in their careers and where they are cost-wise. So uh, the way I look at it, uh, back to Dan's point, you know, good to get the contract done for Jari. Uh, let's see how he goes. Let's see how he develops. But you know, much as was the situation now with Jack Johnson, now they brought on Matheson. Uh, if they're looking to move some of these guys, expect less in return with the rest of the league knowing that they have to be moved. Mark? Uh, making Jari the number one and giving him that deal was obviously the right decision. The two big stories are, who's the backup going to be? Because the games are going to be smushed together. It's going to be a tight schedule because they're going to start late and still try to play as many games as possible. I don't think Casey DeSmith is good enough to shoulder a big workload in the NHL. He's just not big enough. He's listed at six foot, but I think that must be in heels. 
And the other story is how quickly Matt Murray fell from grace here in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. He went from a two-time cup winner at a very young age and just being surplus to requirements after three more years. Uh, Jim Rutherford made the right move. He did what any GM would have when he let Flurry go and kept Murray. But now, if he could take a do-over, he surely would. Anybody or everybody, quickly, uh, any chance of Marc-Andre Fleury coming back? No, not at all. It shouldn't even come up. Absolutely no chance. This is a team that's now just letting guys walk for money purposes. You're going to bring in a $7 million contract? Yeah, no chance. I, I don't know how they afford it. You know, it would be nice from a story point of view, but that would be it. I also don't know how it helps Jari to have Marc-Andre Fleury being mm -hmm. over his shoulder the whole time right. as they advance him as the starter. Well, because the fans would clamor for Fleury to play every game the minute Jari let it a bad goal. Uh, I don't think Mark's coming back to Pittsburgh. I think even if he got bought out, he'd go to the highest bidder, and it wouldn't be Pittsburgh. It might be Carolina. He'd be a great fit there. All right. Finally, the baseball playoffs. Mark, this new playoff format, are you a fan? Should it be kept moving forward? I like it. It's giving the people what they want. There's so many things to fix about the actual game of baseball, but I love this playoff format. I love the best of three right off the bat. I hope they keep it. I think they will because the networks like it, and that counts more than anything. All right, back to social media. Do you like it? No. How about get a salary cap instead? Would yep. do wonders for a league to get some new interest into the league and, of course, level the playing uh, field. I think, if they, I think if they don't have a salary cap, the Tennessee Titans should have to forfeit games, or maybe UFOs could land. Dan? Uh, what? Um, what was the question again? Look, Major League Baseball already has enough imbalance to it, uh, and, and that's in the economic sense. If baseball can't get a salary cap, won't get a salary cap, and obviously that's an uphill climb, then this is at least another solution. It creates hope. It offers hope. You know, look, 16 teams made the playoffs this year. It wasn't the end of the world. I know it felt like it in other ways, though. All right, Tim? Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. If you're going to have that many teams in the playoffs, then let's trim off some regular season games to accommodate because it just feels to me 162 to go through all that and then play two or three if you're the best team in the league. That feels hollow to me. Do it then. Cut the regular season. Who would miss those games, Tim? Seriously. If you the owners win the money. Before. The gate, they'd miss them. Uh, I think, you know, living off the TV money for the teams like, oh, I don't know, the one here that never makes the playoffs anyway would probably prefer to have the regular season games so they could be on television. A week of TV playoff money is way bigger than a week of TV regular season money. All right, Dan, Tim, Mark, thank you. When we come back around the horn on any topic, the final word is next on The Final Word. This is The Final Word. Welcome back. It's time for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. Any topic, and Tim Benz goes first. Well, I hope the Cincinnati Bengals enjoyed their victory today because they're not going to have another one for a while. This is the first time they've gone back-to-back -back weeks without losing since the middle of 2018. Now they've got Baltimore, Indy, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. The next five weeks combined 15-3. and three. Hope you had fun, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Mark, final word. Last week, we were supposed to be so excited about Pitt football. But in the interim, they lost at home to a 14-point underdog. And now they're headed for seven or eight wins, actually probably six. And if they're lucky, once again, they go to the Schmuck Bowl in Schmuckville to play <laughs> Schmuck Tech. To quote David Byrne, same 
as it ever was. Hail to Pitts. Dan, final word. <laughs> you just did the, okay. Of course I did. All right. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, that's who I was going to talk about. The Browns still stink. I'm sorry. They're 3-1. and one. I watched that game today. That was absolutely wretched. And I, by that, I mean Dallas's defense. However, nothing is going to stop people in Cleveland from completely blowing this out of proportion. It's the first time they're 3-1 and one in nearly 20 years, and they're going to see that Baker Mayfield threw some touchdowns and OBJ broke an end around. They're not going to pay any attention to the fact that the Browns also gave up 38 points in that game and couldn't stop anything on the ground. Like the Bengals, the Browns will be getting trampled the rest of the way. All right, thanks, guys. Our final word now from social media. Pitt football is what it is, which is an average program at best. Fans get excited, and then reality sets in. Thanks Woo! for all the tweets and Facebook posts mm -hmm. tonight. Pirates aren't anywhere close to the playoffs, as we know, but since Pittsburghers love to live in the past, Take a trip with me to 1979. <laughs> Tomorrow's the anniversary of that date that I was granted my first media credential to a professional sporting event. There it is, Albie Auction Rider WKVU Radio. Don't tell the Pirates, but it was my college radio station, an AM carrier current radio station. The clinching game of the 79 National League Championship Series 41 years ago tomorrow. Was that is that is that actually on papyrus, Albie? How old is that exactly? <laughs> is that chiseled in rock? Yeah, that's that back when Moby Dick was a minnow. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Day, and thanks, Mark. That's the final word for tonight. I'm Albie Oxenrider. For the gang, thanks for staying up late with us. We'll see you next time.